Welcome. It is high noon in the desert, and this town is big enough for the both of us. Both of us. Uh, welcome to this new show here at South Point Studios, right in the sports book at the South Point Hotel and Casino. My name is Frank Nicotero, and this is Punch Lines. The punch is for the laughs, hopefully. Lines is for live in Nevada every show. Ah, L-I-N-E-S. Look at that. Lines is for sports gambling. Punch Lines, welcome. Thank you for being here. I am wearing orange and black today. Why? Because it's October. Look at that. I kind of look like a pumpkin. We're in October. Uh, Friday the 13th is this Friday. So it's spooky season, ladies and gentlemen. And it is also the most wonderful time of the gambling year because it's October. We have football, of course. We have the baseball playoffs. We have hockey kicking off. And uh, what else would you want? Oh, some baseball playoffs. How about that? It is the most wonderful time of the year. My apologies to Christmas. Uh, coming up on today's show, we have a very special guest. He is a two-time All-Star, a World Series champ. Yep, he's got the ring. And a former 20-game winner. But the most important stat about this gentleman is he's been a friend of mine for over 30 years. 30 years. Uh, coming up in a few minutes is Denny Nagel, the one and only very funny guy. And later on today, we will have our sportsbook director, Chris Andrews, from my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to talk Monday Night Football tonight, which is actually right here in Vegas. It's the Packers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost say Oakland. I almost say L.A. I'm going to go ahead and get it right. It is the Las Vegas Raiders. The line is Green Bay is favored by two and a half, over under 45 and a half. And uh, someone who is not a guest I'd like to introduce right now because he will be here every episode of Punch Lines. It is our producer, Ryan McCormick. Ryan, looking sharp today. What's happening, my man? How are you guys doing today? Welcome to the South Point studio. Look at Ryan. I saw him yesterday at a 49ers jersey, no glasses. Today, he looks the part of the Punch Lines producer. Uh, you watched the game last night, right? Of course I did. Had to had to watch the people's tight end go off for three touchdowns. Kittle was amazing last night. Incredible. That Unbelievable. We'll, we'll talk more about game action when we get Chris Andrews out here. But uh, we're going to start the show like uh, right now with uh, Frank's five takes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is very dramatic. All right, I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We were just talking about the game last night. Uh, Cowboys fans, if you're watching, I hate to report this to you, but... America loves to root against your team, okay? We don't like the Cowboys. They're America's team. No, they're the team America loves to hate. And what a crock, all right? I call them the Dallas Crock Boys because, Ryan, you watched the game last night. Kittle went off. This looked like a total mismatch. The line was only three and a half. I was all over the Niners, which we'll talk about with Chris. Uh, did you uh, did you bet on the game at all? Do you wager on the game? Um, I had a couple player props. Wasn't did you have Kittle? Spread. I did have a Kittle touchdown, so that was pretty nice for me. Pretty nice for my fantasy team, too. Um, but going into the game, those were two teams that are expected to be the top of the NFC. And now the Cowboys don't look like they can hang at all. See, this is why Ryan's the best. This is exactly what I want to talk about. The Dallas Cowboys, everyone on week one gave them the Super Bowl trophy, right? They won 40 to nothing over the Giants and they beat the Jets. Are you listening to what I'm saying? They beat the Giants and Jets. Cowboy fans were obnoxious about it. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, and then Arizona. Uh, I want to talk about a guy I met yesterday. I was placing my bet last night on the 49ers scoring, which I thought was a lock, over 12 and a half points in the first half, which they got 21. And a guy from Dallas said, you're throwing your money away, son. I was like, what? He goes, Cowboys are going to roll. And of course they didn't, did they? And this guy wagered 100 bucks. Now, the reason I bring this up and the reason I call him the Dallas Croc Boys is, do you guys know about this? Crocs? Do you know about footwear Crocs? I have a pair of Crocs. Everyone warm during the pandemic. They are making a cowboy boot. Can we get that picture back up? Because look at that. That is right there. These boots are made for Croc. And 
There's uh, Ryan cleverly put. These are actually a real thing. Croc is making a cowboy boot coming out October 23rd to celebrate celebrate Croctober. I can't make this up. They're 120 bucks. So the guy last night who made fun of me and spent $100 on the Cowboys should have saved your dollars. You could have bought those. Yeah. So those are probably going to be a hot item. Would you wear Croc Cowboys, Ryan? I don't know. It's a little looks a little too leathery for me. <laughs> no, they're probably rubber. That's the great thing about Crocs. You just throw them in the sink and they're clean. Boom. All right. Speaking of Crocs, let's go down to South Florida. And I learned this fact last night about crocodiles. Crocodiles and gators, the only place that you can find them in the world together is South Florida. Do you know that, Ryan? I did not know that. And you know how to tell the difference between a croc and an alligator. First of all, you don't really want to be up close, but there is a way. Are you aware? Uh, I learned this when I was young. It was their snout. Yes, it is. The gators are the, the, the U. U shape. Yeah, yep. and the crocs are the V. And the reason I bring up South Florida and crocs is I want to talk about Super Mario Blender. Uh, if you're a college football fan, uh, Coach Mario Cristobal, I know everyone's been talking about this, but this guy, look at this graphic, Super Mario Blender. Outstanding work, Ryan. Uh, this guy makes $10 million a year, probably made the dumbest, dumbest play selection uh, in college football this season. It might be for a long time. If you don't know the situation, Miami was beating Georgia Tech, 40 seconds left in the game. He ran a play instead of just taking a knee. All he had to do was take a knee. Georgia Tech instead, had no timeouts. He ran a play. What's that? Georgia Tech had no timeouts. Georgia Tech had no timeouts. Take a knee. Was he saving the knee for church on Sunday? We don't know. They ran a play, fumble. Georgia Tech gets the ball. Two plays, 75 yards. They throw for a dramatic last-second touchdown. They lose the game. Uh, I mean, the, the reason I bring this up also is a lot of parlays. There's a, there's a trend right now, and you can see it on TikTok and other social media, where people are betting these huge money lines. Like uh, Miami was minus 1,400. They're putting them in these long-shot parlays for these heavy favorites, and that was all a lot of people needed was Miami to win. Could you imagine having like a four-leg parlay and that play, a fumble when all he had to do was take a knee and you cash a parlay ticket for like a thousand bucks, right? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It adds up for so many people. And here's the thing about Super Mario Blunder. That's not the first time he did it. When he was the head coach in Oregon back in 2018, he did the same thing. He ran a play, fumbled against Stanford. Stanford ended up tying the game and then winning it in overtime. So Mario, next time, take a knee. Let's move on to number three. On Frank's five takes, it's America's pastime. See what I did there? Baseball is America's pastime. Uh, if I told you, Ryan, yesterday that Minnesota beat Houston, you would probably think, oh, the Vikings beat the Texans. Is that right? No. The Major League Baseball playoffs were on yesterday. Did anyone even realize that? It wasn't until maybe the sixth inning of the game I went, oh, my God, baseball's on. And I'm a big baseball guy. And, of course, our guest today, Denny Nagel, will be talking about baseball. Did we get a shot of Denny, by the way? Did we get a shot of his little figurine there? That's I've had there. There's Denny right there in action. Number 15 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He'll be live in a second. Don't worry. But listen, uh, football has surpassed baseball in 1972. A Gallup poll is when football surpassed baseball. Baseball, what are you doing going, going up against the NFL on a Sunday? Save these games for Monday. Save it for Tuesday. We, had, we got games today. That's great. You don't need to go against football. Everyone's watching football. It's silly. Uh, and the ratings are low. Well, yeah, that's because football owns a day of the week. That was a great line Albert Brooks had in the movie Concussion with Will Smith about the NFL. They own a day of the week. Baseball, stay out of the way of the NFL. Schedule your games on Mondays, Tuesdays. Get away from football. All right. On to Frank's take number four. Is Taylor okay? The reason I ask is we haven't seen or heard from Taylor Swift. Now, you know, I heard Taylor was back this week in the NFL, and that was actually Jonathan Taylor of the Colts was back. He's back. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL. But everyone's wondering, 
Where was Taylor Swift? Are you okay, Taylor? We didn't see you during a game, and I'm glad you were not in Minnesota. If you watched the game, the Chiefs were in Minnesota. Travis Kelsey looked like he had a serious injury. Turf Monster jumped up and got him, and uh, it could have been an Achilles. I mean, the announcers, Romo, they were even like, oh, God, if we lose Travis Kelsey, there goes our female audience and all our Travers, Tra Taylor Swift fans. But no, he comes back out of the locker room and ends up scoring a touchdown. So good for you. Uh, Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, hosted the funniest Saturday Night Live last year. Uh, Sue Craig, come on. Did you see the sketches, the American Doll sketch? The guy's going to be a TV star. We want him healthy. So, Taylor, I'm glad you weren't there because if he would have got severely hurt, everyone would have blamed Taylor Swift. But Travis is okay. And, Taylor, we know you're probably okay. Maybe she'll be at the next Chiefs game. I don't know. All right, last but not least, TV ad nauseum. TV ad nauseum. These commercials during football, there's only four. There's car ads. There's drug ads where the disclaimer is longer than the actual drug ad. And then there's my hero, Ozzy Osbourne. You know, I loved Ozzy Osbourne in the early 80s, right? Crazy Train was an anthem at North Allegheny High School in Pittsburgh. A band performed it in the talent show. The song was everywhere. When Ozzy wrote this song about living out of control, do you think he thought 50 years from now, 40 years from now, I hope Applebee's can sell Dollaritas. This is not, this is not a song that should be ever used in an ad for a family fun restaurant. Ozzy did, oh, Shannon, did you sell the rights to this? No. And Burger King, we love you. Who doesn't like a Whopper once in a while? But please retire the BK song. Now I'm sorry I got it in your head. BK, have it your way. You rule. Can't do it. All right. That'd be a good That crossover. is Frank's five takes. Ozzie I want to get to our BK special song? guest. Now, as I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, this guy, by the way, I want to go back to my notes for him. Uh, by the way, I have a Mead notebook that is using recycled paper, but they, they put two of these in there. So how is that recycling? You wasted one sheet right here, Mead. But anyway, you make a fine five-subject notebook. Let's bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, this guy, as I said before, is a two-time All-Star, 20-game winner in the bigs. And he's been a friend of mine for over 30 years. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, former Red, Pirate, Brave, Tampa Bay Devil Ray, Red, Yankee. You want to ring with the Yankees? It's Denny Nagel. Denny, I got to put my headphones on to hear you, brother. Hold on one second. All right, we got Denny live in Maryland or wherever he is. Hold on. Let's get it on there all right, Denny, how you? There he is. What's up, buddy? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Did you see your action figure that I brought with me? Please. I have a little action figure of you. Take a shot. Dude, can you I, see I'm them? loving the guns, man. Can you... Like that? Yeah, look at that. Look at can, you. Can number look 15. at the guns on that, man. Number 15. There he is. Denny and I met in Pittsburgh. Yeah, baby. Uh, I did commercials. Number... I did a commercial for a restaurant called Kangaroos where I hung out all the time. And Denny gets called up by the Pirates. What year was that, Denny? 91, 92? 92. 92. I'm at the bar. I recognize him because I saw his picture in the paper. He's by himself. He comes walking over. He goes, hey, I'm Denny Nagel. And I go, you just got called up by the Pirates today. And he goes, yeah, I did. I said, I'm a comedian. I work here at this uh, restaurant here doing commercials and stuff. And we became friends. I've been to a million games. That was over 30 years ago, Denny. Isn't that crazy, man? I mean, where's the time go, brother? Well, it doesn't look like it went far with you. You look great. Uh, you just celebrated your 55th birthday. Sorry for mentioning it. Uh, your Oral Hershiser birthday. When I think when I hear numbers, <laughs> I think jerseys. So what's going on? Where are you at? What are you up to right now today? I am back in Maryland, actually visiting my mom and some family back here on the East Coast, man. Just catching up. You know, my unfortunately, my mom has dealt with some health issues, stepdad and stuff, too. So we had to get back here and 
get a little family time in and stuff, but I never, never too much, never too busy to spend some time with my boy Frank, though, man. I love it. I'm glad to hear that you're back there with your family. He has one of the greatest families in the world. So, Denny, let's talk baseball. Now, you played for the Braves. The Blades, the Braves yes. are playing in about three hours today. They have another left-hander on the hill. It's not Denny Nagel or Steve Avery. It is Max Fried. What do you think of Max Fried? And is this a must-win for the Braves today? Down one love to the Phillies, who are just hotter than a – they're just the hottest team in baseball right now. They definitely are, and and it, it absolutely it absolutely is a must win. There's no question about it, Frank. I mean, anytime it's a it's a best of five series, a shorter series like this, you get down one game, especially at home, you lose that first one. It's always a must win. So I expect big things out of Max Fried. You know, the guy has been the horse for them over the last five or six years. He proved it. You know, whatever when he was uh, when he pitched the clincher in the World Series two years ago, and you know, I, I really do think that he's going to come out and, and do the job again tonight. The only problem is he's up against another pretty damn hot pitcher himself and Zach Wheeler too. So it's it's I think it's going to be a pitcher's duel. And you know, and I'll tell you, Frank, you you said it right, man. I, I the thing that scares me the most is if you remember when we talked about it two years ago with the Braves, and I called it then that there's something to be said about it when a team feels like they're on some sort of magical run and and they're a team of destiny. And I just have that feeling about the Phillies this year, man. They they scare me. They just got hot at the right time. I don't think they have, you know, overall the best team on paper and stuff. But, you know, I've always said you can throw that out the window, man. The best team on paper and all that stuff. There's just something to be said about a team that comes together at the right time and just seems like a team of destiny. So the Phillies really scare me. Yeah, and the Phillies, I mean, they just their home field advantage is incredible. I mean, that the home crowd in Philly. <laughs> and for a Pittsburgh guy to say that, I hate saying it, but the Phillies have the best home crowd right now. Now, uh, Bryce Harper obviously is a catalyst for that team. I mean, but they also have Trey Turner. They got Real Muto. Uh, how would you pitch as a lefty to Bryce Harper coming up in his first at-bat, big situation? How do you pitch to Bryce as a former crafty lefty? Well, when he's hot, you know, as Steve Pirates announcer would say, you roll it up there and hope it doesn't hop in the strike zone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, but all joking aside, I mean, Bryce is definitely one of those guys, I mean, as Greg Maddox used to say, you always have to pick out that one guy in the lineup that you're not going to let beat you. So if, if if Bryce comes up in any key situations and there's a chance to drive in the game-winning run, then you pitch around him, plain and simple. You just don't let a guy like that beat you. You know, as you know, Frank, it's the same thing in the NFL, right? What a, what a great defense do in the NFL. They game plan around that that one guy that's not going to let beat you. So you double-team the Justin Jeffersons. You double-team the Jamar Chases, you know. Uh, with the Steelers, you know, whatever you have to stop the running game and stuff. You know, you're not don't let Najee Harris, you know, or, uh, you know, beat you or whatever. And so it's the same thing in baseball. You you have to have that one guy that you say, I don't care if he's, you know, if if someone like Stott or Trey Turner is even hotter than him. Let's face it, that team, you know, they, they're going to go as far as Bryce Harper's going to take them. So you pitch around him when you have to, but when you do pitch to him, you know, his his holes are up and in and low and away. The typical left-handed holes, you know. Left, lefties love it down and in, but the Bryce Harper, he's such a good hitter that, you know, his holes are like so much smaller than, than the, than the average hitter. Whoa. So you, you have to try to get him to, you have to try to get him to, <laughs> you know, swing at your pitch. <laughs> you just realized what you said, but okay, good. All right. Yes, I went there. I went there. <laughs> um, now listen for the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. The season he had is remarkable. Now I know you still do a lot of Braves functions. You go back quite often. You've seen this guy play. Uh, again, he's going to have to get hot, right? I mean, I know Olsen's been amazing, but Acuna is the Bryce Harper for the Braves. What do you see from him tonight? 
you know, what's the matter with you? Akuna Matata? Akuna Matata? <laughs> that means no worries, Danny. No. Do the Braves have worries, exactly. though? Exactly. But they do have worries when it comes to, you know, this this series. Because, again, like we said, you know, you can't – you lose that first game at home in a short game series knowing you have to go to, like you said, arguably one of the toughest environments in all of baseball with that home field advantage that the Phillies has. So they're definitely going to be Acuna getting that offense started. Because, look, let's face it, that, that offense was just crazy ridiculous this year. I mean, one through nine, they almost had 20. They're one through nine. The whole lineup almost had 20 <laughs> or more home runs. But, you know, it all starts and ends with Acuna. So if he can set the tone, man, and get that offense rolling tonight, then they're, they're you know, they're going to be in good hands. If he gets off to a tough start, you know, that offense, as the old saying goes, as he goes, their offense goes. So hopefully he can get hot and get him started tonight. Now, Denny, you grew up, we're speaking, and we're going to talk some gambling, but let's talk Gambrels because you're from Gambrels, Maryland. So I know you're an Orioles fan, right? I know Brooks Robinson passed away. That hit you hard. Um, what about your Orioles right now? I mean, these Rangers who, uh, you know, led their division most of the year, they get into the playoffs, and they are just they, – they might even be hotter than the Phillies. Uh, what are you doing about your Orioles? How are you feeling about them? Well, I mean, look, as I, my family and I, you know, we're, we're still big O's fans around here too. And I was telling them last night, it, it's tough, and I always hate to say this because the end goal is, let's face it, those guys are still thinking that, you know, we're going to try to win this, you know, win this series and, and go on and, and hopefully play for a championship. But the way I look at it, though, too, Frank, is that – to me, it's almost like it's icing on the cake at this point because this team was, let's face it, they were not supposed to be here at this now, point. Yeah, you know, it was they were they were still in that rebuilding process. So for them to turn it around as quick as they did, win a hundred games, win arguably one of the toughest divisions, yeah. if not the toughest division in all yeah. of baseball, the AL East. I mean, to me, it's just incredible what they've done already. So I feel like, as as more than the casual fan, obviously that it's sort of icing on the cake at this point. If they can still, you know, find a way to muster, you know, something up and come up with some magic and still win the series, great. If they lose, you know, I don't feel, I don't consider it a losing season for them. I really don't because, like I said, they, they, they you know, they weren't supposed to be here anyways. How, that being said, if they are going to win, it's it's going to have to start with that, with that lineup as well too, you know, because their lineup, you know, unlike the Braves, they were able to get it done one through nine because everybody contributing in that lineup, you know? Amazing. So somebody has to kind of get that going, you know, whatever, and somebody has to set the tone for them, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an Acuna type. It could be anybody in that lineup, you know? It could be a Gunnar Henderson. It could be, yeah. you know, a, a Santander. It could be Mountcastle, whoever. But if somebody can kind of just start to get a little bit of magic going, get something started for them, then the whole team can feed off of that, you know, whatever. And, and you never know what can happen because that, that's the one thing. It's one thing being down 0-3 in a best-of-seven series, but 0-2 in a best-of-five, it's not, it's not as hard to win three games in a row. It really isn't. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another team up against the wall. And, by the way, the Orioles are the longest odds right now. They are – Plus three thousand, and that's to uh, that's to win the World Series. They're at the bottom of the deck right now. Texas, surprisingly enough, they're plus three fifty. Texas, wow, Texas and the Phillies even above the Braves. Now everyone knows I'm a diehard Pirate fan. That's where I met you. I saw him pitch. I saw him pitch uh, for. I'm, I, well, we'll get to the Yankees. I've seen you pitch in like five or six different cities. Um, I've seen you pitch in the postseason. I want to talk about postseason and the Dodgers because I am a Dodger fan. I, I lived in LA for twenty seven years. What is with Clayton Kershaw in the postseason? What is happening? to his ERA jump, his his lack of dominance, where he's going to go to the Hall of Fame first ballot for sure, but he struggled. He got one out and gave up uh, five runs or something like that the other day. How do you explain that? Is that a mental thing with him now? Because everyone knows the pressure on him in the postseason. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question about it, Frank. You know, I mean, 
If you talk to him, I'm sure Clayton will tell you, no, it's not a mental thing, you know, whatever. It's just he's had some bad luck or whatever. I don't care who you are, Frank. You know, he he would be lying if he told you it's not a mental thing at this point. You know, it's the same thing as, you know, if you talk to any of the Bills players, you know, that played for Buffalo back in the day when they lost four consecutive Super Bowls, how, how can it not get in your head at, at some point, you know? I think at one point in his career, you could look back and say, look, Clayton had a couple tough starts, you know, in the postseason, but it really wasn't that bad. But when you when you give you know go out there and you give up six earned runs in a third of an inning, man. you know, then you are talking like, hey, man, it's 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 a mental thing. How can you not think about that? You know, whatever. And and you know, not to mention too, he's a competitor, obviously, being the the, the pitcher that he is, obviously, in the regular season. But then to have this kind of stigma hanging over his head yeah. that man, he kids, he just can't win the big one. He can't, you know, he doesn't come up clutch in the big time and stuff. It's hard not to get that out of your head. So I don't care who you are, man. He's human. And once he goes out there and he has an outing like that where all of a sudden it's like, crap, man, you know, one run, another run. And now he can't – now this one, I mean, this is as you know as tough as it comes when you don't get out of the first inning. So, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping for his sake that they're able to get passes and he can go out there – and, and redeem himself, you know, for another couple of postseason starts. Uh, and let's talk about the postseason. Danny, your history in the postseason, you played with the Braves. Uh, you started, was it game six of the World Series? Uh, game, let's see, game four, uh, both times. Both uh, times, four. Game four with the, with the, with the Braves and game four uh, with, the, with the Yankees. Let's talk about the Yankees. He was traded in 2000 from Cincinnati to the Yankees. Now, I was actually in New York that day. And uh, I was filming the Rosie O'Donnell show. Whoa, I'm dropping names, ladies and gentlemen. I was a guest on the Rosie O'Donnell show. I was shooting <laughs> yeah, Street Smarts. For you. Yeah, pick that up. I was shooting Street Smarts. And uh, you come to the Yankees uh, that day. I tried to get a hold of you, but you had different phones. We were in the same town. But you got the win. That I was there. I went to Yankee Stadium, saw you win your first game in Yankee Stadium, which was a thrill. I think, by the way, you want to see his recall, Ryan? He'll tell you his line that day. What was your line in your opening game for the Yankees? Uh, I believe it was eight innings, four hits, one run, like one walk, six strikeouts, maybe. <laughs> He's like Rain Man like that. But anyway, <laughs> he got the one he comes off the mound. Huge ovation. But you got the World Series ring. So tell us, what's it like pitching in a World Series and to win that ring with the Yankees? I mean, Clemens was on this team, right? I mean, it was a bunch of superstars. It had to have been just, I mean, you guys were the best that year. Yeah, I mean, just crazy. You know, I mean, just, just obviously, Frank, as you know, First of all, just to even play in a World Series, I got to play in a couple of them. You know, when you think back, on, you know, over the career of baseball, you know, in the lifetime, when you have guys like Ernie Banks that played 20 years and never even played in one postseason game. And so for me to even, first of all, just make it to the big leagues, have sustained my career, play, you know, 10 plus years, but then play in a bunch of postseasons, two World Series. I mean, I couldn't feel any luckier and any more blessed, you know, and so... But then to then then to ultimately win my first World Series in a Yankees uniform and the pinstripes to do it you know in a Subway Series too. So <laughs> as you know, because usually when family comes into town, you pick like the, the two home games or the three in the in the middle games three, four, and five, and then usually you go off to the West Coast or wherever and stuff, you know. So, but for the Subway Series, for my whole family just to take the train up from Baltimore into New York and for the whole postseason, that was that was crazy and fun in itself, and to win it, you know in a Yankees uniform, the ticker tape parade, you know, everything that comes along with winning a World Series. I mean, just incredible. You know, I remember, I remember, you know, on the ticker tape parade and we're going down, you know, 42nd Avenue or whatever and watching all the ticker tape stuff coming down. And I was on the starters, you know, the starters float. So (laughs) me, Clemens, Pettit, El Duque, you know, David Cohen, we're all on the same, the same float. 
And I didn't even know it, Frank, but I put my arm around, which I thought was my wife at the time, and I'm just soaking all in, getting <laughs> video footage myself. And they're all laughing at me behind me because it took me about five minutes. And I finally looked down, and it's Debbie Clemens, Roger Clemens' wife. <laughs> I had my arm around her the whole time. And my, my, Jen, my wife, and Roger are standing back there just cracking up, you know, and stuff. Debbie just went with it. <laughs> when it you, was just a blast. When man. you said you were on the float doing this, I, you were taking video, I thought this was the international symbol for drinking a lot of beers, too, because. Yeah. Yeah, we did that too. We've done, yeah, and I've done that with you many, many times. Now, I want to talk about that after the World Series. Um, I went down to the Bahamas. We got to tell, we want to talk a gambling story. This is the best. Uh, if you don't yes. mind, tell, we, I, I go down to uh, Atlantis. The elevator doors open, and there's Denny standing there. And we both flip out. We had no idea we were going to be there. Well, it turns out the hotel was just alive. We didn't realize, and we started hanging out and drinking and gambling. We didn't realize that the Michael Jordan golf uh, golf tournament was that same weekend. So you look around, Ryan, listen to this. You look around the casino, and there's only one big casino at the Bahamas. There's Roger Clemens, Jose Canseco. Here comes this hot blonde. I'm like, oh, what is this, Pam Anderson? It was Pam Anderson, Charles Barkley, Dr. J, Wayne Gretzky, all these guys. John Elway. It was the most amazing collection of athletes. Uh, now, Denny, you got to tell the Wayne Gretzky gambling story for me, please, because we're in a casino. We're doing entertainment. We're talking gambling. Talk, tell us the blackjack story. Okay, so the abbreviated version is I'm sitting there, and I, I go over, and I start watching Wayne, Wayne gamble, right? You know, and, I, and I'm watching him, and I'm like, oh, my God, man. He is losing his – I can can I say ass? You just <laughs> did, so it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. YouTube. Uh, so he's losing, his, he's losing his butt off. Right. Right. He's betting like 10 – He's he's betting like ten thousand a hand, like three or four hands on the table, and I mean he is he is not losing. He is, excuse me, he is not winning one hand. And I'm like, oh my god, man, I feel so bad for him. He turns around, and he goes, hey, Denny, man, how you doing? He goes, here, pull up a chair, man. He goes, I'm getting my butt kicked, man. I can use I can use some good karma, you know, to mix it up a little bit. And I'm like, uh, Wayne, I really don't gamble that much, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh god, man. And he looks at the, you know, the dealer and the pit boss, and he goes, hey, it's my table. My friend can gamble whatever he wants, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, Mr. Gretzky. And I'm like, oh, crap. Because, <laughs> you know, now I feel the pressure that I'm going to have to, like, yeah. keep up with the keep Joneses. Keep up with the Joneses. You know? And so keep up with the Joneses, you know. And so I'm like, Wayne, I really don't gamble that much, you know. And so he goes, Denny, gamble whatever you want. Seriously, I just need to mix it up. So I start with, like, 500 a hand. You know, and then I feel the pressure, you know, because I don't want to be the low man on the totem pole. So I push it up to like a thousand, fifteen hundred a hand. That's like my math. Oh. I like to gamble, but I don't like to like gamble that much. Right. So I'm betting like fifteen hundred a hand. And I swear to God, Frank, I told you this. I'm like, I, I usually never win at blackjack. I'm every once in a while I'll have a decent night, but I proceed to win like nineteen out of the next twenty hands as he loses nineteen out of the next twenty. So I'm like, now I feel even worse because I brought him even worse luck. So you know, I, I proceed to play for like about the next 45 minutes to an hour, and I could not lose. I mean, it was crazy. Ugh. You know, he gave, I, I stole all of his good juju, and I gave him the bad juju. So I finally get up, and I'm like, I'm sorry, because my ex, ex-wife, ex but my wife at the time goes, hey, honey, we got to go. We got dinner reservations. And I'm like, oh, damn it. You know, <laughs> I'm like, shoot. I'm sweating bullets. I just want to get out of there because I couldn't believe I was winning this much. I cash out, probably won 30 or 40 grand, you know, whatever. I mean, great night for me. And I didn't even want to ask. So we leave, go to dinner. We get done with dinner. Now we're walking back to the casino. And here comes Wayne with Janet, his wife, Janet, Janet Jones, Janet Gretzky. He goes, hey, Denny, man, how you doing? Like that, you know, he's in a great mood. And he, I'm like, hey, Wayne, um, good. How are you? And he goes, well, I'm better now. He goes, but dude, he goes, do you know how much I lost earlier? I'm like, no, I really <laughs> didn't want to ask, man. But he goes, 
I lost 225,000. And I'm like, oh my God, dude. I'm like, that sucks, man. He goes, no, but you don't understand. He goes, right after you left, Janet shows up. And I'm like, honey, screw this. You, you, I'll tell you what to do because he wasn't a big blackjack player. I'll tell you what to do, but you need to touch the cards and mix it up a little bit. He goes, Denny, it was the craziest damn thing I've ever seen. She proceeded to win. She could not, she, he goes, as much as you were winning, she got hotter than you. She ended up winning 285,000 <laughs> over the next like hour and a half. So he goes, so we're, we're up like 65 grand now. <laughs> unbelievable. She was hotter than you. She is. Oh, like, you're very, yeah, right. Your dad's dying, right? I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Money oh, comes my God. to my dad money. Almost pulled two, uh, Pops almost pulled two hamstrings trying to run over and get, you know, Gretzky and John Elway and Barkley's autograph. <laughs> I, I, it was, I remember at one point there was a table. It was like Barkley, Gretzky, Elway, all at one table. But the greatest moment, Denny, uh, came... When you and I were gambling, now we're gambling. There's only one casino, and I don't think they shut it down, but we're like the last two playing, having drinks. There's a guy <laughs> vacuuming. It's that point of the night. The guy's vacuuming. We've all been at a casino when the guy's vacuuming. <laughs> that usually means you're not doing well if you're still at the table. <laughs> and do you remember Michael Jordan walked in? Yep. And he walks in, and he goes, hey, Denny, and he waves to Denny, and Denny goes, hey, Michael. And I, of course, an idiot. I'm like, Hi, Michael. I'm like, you know, when am I ever going to get a chance to wave to Michael Jordan? But man, he had an aura. Like, I want to be like Mike. <laughs> I want to be like Mike. Be like Mike. Uh, hey, question. Uh, do you have any questions for him, by the way? Eric's our producer. Eric, do you have a question for Denny? Well, Ryan. Ryan. Um, I just, what did I call you? Ryan. <laughs> no worries. Um, so it's day one. It's show one, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan's the producer. Ryan McCormick. He adds spice to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan, what's, what's up, your Ryan? question? Uh, so, Danny, you've got 49.2 postseason innings pitched, and you've pitched in, in Yankee Stadium. You pitched in that uh, Subway series. What is it like being on the mound in those atmospheres, whether or not you give up big runs, whether you're throwing heat and just mowing everybody down? What is it like in that atmosphere? Like, is it like the movies where everything just tones out and you're in the zone? Or do you get flustered by the crowd? Can First of all, Denny flustered? didn't throw heat. Let's just get that straight right now. This is a soft throw <laughs> <line> <laughs> and like, hey, and, hey. But anyway, answer hey. the question, Denny. Hey, come on. <laughs> I threw 90 with a good 10-mile-an-hour wind at my back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Eric, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just messing with you, buddy. No, okay. <laughs> no, 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 I know I'm joking. Um, no, but you know, no, it is a great question, man. When, when you are, when you are locked in and you're feeling it, is the buildup because you know, that all day, especially those games are usually later at night, you know, the world series game. So it's, you know, if you're pl playing on the East coast to get the first pitches until like eight fifteen, eight thirty, 8 30. So you have all day to think about it. So I always said the worst part was the buildup because I just wanted to get out there. And once I got between the lines, threw that first pitch, got the first out, then it kind of just, it was like, you know, like I always say, treat it like any other game. But the buildup and all the stuff that comes along with it, making sure all your family has their tickets, making sure, you know, they're all taken care of, all those other little extracurricular things that you got to deal with and, you know, worry about. So once you're finally able to get to the, you know, the white lines to get out in the field, then, you know, that's when you're able to get locked in. But it really is. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say we do the Kevin Costner clear the mechanism type <laughs> talks and stuff like that. For love of the game. But, I was thinking about that, yeah. <laughs> for, exactly, for the love of the game. Great movie. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it really a great movie. But, um, you know, but but it really is. So once, once you're out there, man, and you just get caught up in the moment and stuff and, and you get locked in, it, it's crazy how the, the crowd noise goes away. You don't even think about the fact that, 
there's 50, 60,000 in the stands, another, you know, how many million watching on TV and stuff, whatever. The problem, because the problem is as soon as you do start thinking that, if you start having those thoughts come into your head, next thing you know, you're hearing the guy chirping at you, you know, whatever, and <laughs> ragging on you from the third row over the dugout. You're thinking about, like, God, man, what are we – God, I wonder if my parents got their tickets, you know, and stuff, man. God dang it, if we just get one run right here. It's crazy how those thoughts will come into your head. But if you get locked in, man, you're able to block all that stuff out. It's just crazy how you're able to just block out all the crowd noise and everything and just treat it like any other game. And that's what I tell guys, man. That's my best advice I ever give the guys when they ask me, like, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you do that? I'm like, look, the best thing that ever helped me out was I took the attitude that what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Here's the game. I give up a home run. It's not the first or last time that's ever going to happen to me. So I might as well go out and let it all hang out and have as much fun out there as possible. Because the last thing I wanted to do was walk away from the game, especially, you know, pitching in a postseason and think, God dang it, man. I, I, didn't, I wasn't able to go out there and give it my best because I was so caught up and so worried and consumed with all the other stuff that I wasn't able to enjoy the moment. Nice. And he said, dang it. He swore again. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. for the... <laughs> uh, Where is your World Series ring? Jerry, who works on the show, too, wants to know, where's, where's the Yankee ring? It's in a safe, dude, because I'm the worst, Frank. As you know, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty open, gregarious guy that just could care less, you know, whatever, when I'm out with the boys and stuff. So every single time I, I, my boys would convince me, whether it was my brother or my friends, you know, Johnny Drama or the boys back home. And <laughs> Turtle, stuff, your brother Turtle. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> yep, if they convinced me to bring it out, dude, it, it never failed. Somebody, we'd go on the bar and somebody would be like, hey, dude, can I see it? I'd take it off and give it to the next guy. Next thing you know. 45 minutes later, an hour later, I have no idea who's got my ring in the Jeez. bar and stuff, man. So too many times that was happening. <laughs> yeah, leave that in the safe. You got you to gotta protect that. Yes. All right, speaking of being out with the boys, Danny and I have been out a lot. And I want to tell you, he's a huge football fan. You still have your season tickets to the Commanders? Nope, I gave those up, man. I, wow. think, I think once they switch to the Commanders, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a game. I flew in. I, Denny works with a great charity, ConnorCares.org. Uh, unfortunately, he had a, he had a nephew uh, some time back. That, that drown in a pool and it's to get defibrillators and his sister, Debbie Connor's mom does the great work and raising money and awareness for getting defibrillators in public and everywhere. And I come in and I do this charity a lot. And we had an auction afterwards that John Riggins, I think, or was this the year Riggins was the John Riggins, the hall of fame running back for the Redskins does the, uh, um, he's an auctioneer. Anyway, we were out very late and we had to go to a Washington football game the next day. And uh, the party continued, and I barely – do you remember giving – just watching me with my suitcase go through the stadium parking lot? Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> yep, I'm like, Frank looked like a vagabond, man, just we're trying to make his way, way to the train station. Uh, I'm like, hey, where's – I got to get to the airport in like an hour. Where's – how do I get – they're like, well, you just want to go that way. And the last vision they have of me is with my roller suitcase after quite some time inside the game and in the parking lot. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Hey, look – he looked like Steve Martin and the jerk. He looked like <laughs> yeah. Steve Martin. You're like, all I need is this thermos. All I and need. My dogs. <laughs> yeah, but I made the flight and I made it home. Uh, so thank you for that, Denny. Now, let's talk football, gambling. Let's talk about, are you still following the commanders, right? Now, this week they got Atlanta. They're oh, two yeah. and a half point favorites in Atlanta against a good Falcon team. Uh, what do you make of your commanders this year? Dude, it's, it's so hard. It's, it's so hard to make anything out of them right now, man, to be honest. Um, you know, the uh, it, it, because just like a pitcher, you know, and stuff, or just like a, a leadoff hitter like Acuna, the commanders are they're going to start and go with, with Sam Howell, you know. And I'm just – I just don't know about him yet. You know, I want to believe in him, but I just don't know. I think it's probably the same thing that, you know, you and your Steelers are dealing with, you know. I mean, uh. it, 
I, I think there's growing just too pains. many unknowns right now with, yeah. you know, yes, exactly. Growing pains, man. You know, I mean, our defense is solid, you know, and stuff, dude. I, I mean, at least I, I used to think they were, but holy crap, they gave up 40 to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, you know, the line was supposed to be the strength. Mention, would, yeah. yeah, thank you for my Chicago Bears first <laughs> yeah, winning yeah, the year. Yeah, by the way, Ryan, a.k.a. <laughs> yeah. Eric, is a Bears fan. <laughs> Bear down. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Bear down. And, dude, I – Dude, I was playing Pete Harness in fantasy football this week, and he had freaking Fields and and DJ Moore. So he rubbed that one in on me, man. That, I had that, DJ Moore and Jamar Chase. He had so I had a hundred points oh, from no, two oh wide receivers. God. Oh my god! And Pete Harness, <laughs> by the way, good work right there. Former major league pitcher Pete Harness, who I was lucky enough to play in one of your Connor Cares golf tournament. That guy's awesome. We got to get him on the show. If you think you can get Pete to do this, that would be oh, amazing. Definitely get him. Oh my yep, god! Absolutely, hundred percent. He's so much fun. Uh, Denny, every time uh, we hang, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, any final parting words, any final thoughts you'd like to give our viewers here on Punchlines or anything, any question you'd like to ask me since I've asked you so many questions? Oh, any questions? Hmm. Or just some final yeah, deep like thoughts. What... Final deep thoughts. All right, here, final deep thoughts. Like I told you, for baseball. There's something to be said about teams that seem to be on that destiny path, right? So my prediction is it's going to be the Phillies against the Rangers. Nice. Because like you said too, Frank, you know, there's just there's just something about both of those teams, man. You know, the Texas loses DeGrom and Scherzer, yeah. you know, they're the number one, two pitchers. So you think there's no, there's no chance. There's no way they're going to do it. You know, and again, the on paper – they're not supposed to be able to hang against the Astros or anybody they're playing against yeah. right now. But, man, those two teams just seem like they're two teams on a, on a destiny right now. So my prediction is going to be the Phillies against the Rangers in the World Series. And, by the way, here at the uh, the world-famous uh, South Point Sportsbook, the Rangers and Phillies right now have the shortest – they have the shortest odds, the Rangers and Phillies. So maybe you're right, Denny. Maybe you're on to something. I know you're going to be watching the Braves game and rooting for them today because I know you're still a Brave at heart. So good luck to that. And, Denny, we got to have you back, man. You were awesome as usual. I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, good luck to you. You know I can't root for the Braves. You realize I'm still bitter. And Chris Andrews, who's <laughs> coming in from Pittsburgh, we still have Francisco Cabrera. I still can't get over that, uh, even though the close was oh. – Spanky had him this close. Damn, I, it still hurts. And then you go and play for the Braves, and I had to root for you when you played for the Braves. But I'm going to go go Dodgers in the dude, National League. You, when, I, when, I still, when I go back for the alumni weekends in Atlanta, dude, there's still times where I, I still want to blindside tackle Sid Bream and Francisco oh. Cabrera, man. Oh, my God. It's the, I, World Series tickets in my hand watching that game and uh, devastating. <laughs> but you were dev devastatingly funny, and I appreciate you being on the premiere episode, Denny Nagel, Punchlines. And uh, by the way, oh, Denny, uh, if you want, if, stay on YouTube after the show. Do me a favor. If you want to see some of my finest work, ladies and gentlemen, the – 40th birthday party roast that I did of Denny Nagel is available on YouTube in three or four parts. Watch it with, don't watch it with the kids, but uh, it's still up there. It has thousands and thousands and thousands of hits. Some of my finest work. So check out the Denny Nagel. All you have to hit is Denny Nagel Absolutely. birthday roast. We did it in Maryland, which was a blast. And Denny, you're always the best. And I hope to see you soon, brother. Thanks brother. Thanks for having me, man. He is the absolute best. And in person, he's much bigger than that figurine that we had there. He's, he's the best. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up after this break, we will have sportsbook director Chris Andrews, another Pittsburgh guy, live in that chair, much larger than the Denny Nagel figurine. We'll be right back. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. 
Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world, Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to Blackjack and Roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, High Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. All right, welcome back to the South Point Hotel and Casino, the sports book right behind me. In a matter of hours, we got baseball playoffs. We got Monday Night Football, which will be played 5.5 miles from here at Allegiant Stadium, where the Super Bowl is being played, Super Bowl 58, uh, as I call it, Super Bowl Jack Lambert, because when I hear numbers, I have to translate it into either Pirate or Steeler jersey numbers. I'm going with 58 because he's a Steeler, and the guy who knows all about it and is from Pittsburgh Wearing a Steelers shirt, I might add. Okay. The sports book director and originally from Pittsburgh, proudly wearing his Steelers shirt. And will tell us all a story. Tell us a story from maybe Three River Stadium, one of the last games. Chris Andrews. Chris. Yeah, that's right. So I took my kids who were at Three River Stadium, one of the last games there. And I, I'm, you know, this was 30 years ago. Flutie was playing for the Bills. Oh, my God. Yeah. Preseason Flutie game. Flakes. So I take them up. Uh, anyway, they're, as I'm going to get a beer. So I'm in, in line to get a beer. There's a guy like four or five people in front of me. I'm thinking right away. Man, this guy looks like a badass. Right. Cow, you know. <laughs> he and said ass just like Denny. It's okay. Okay. And he, he's got like just a polo shirt on. Turns to the side. I see, oh, it's Jack Lambert. I oh, says, oh, God, my, no my, my badass radar is right on. Wow. Yeah. And he's, when I, I used to work at the wooden keg in the, in Oakland. Oh my God. And uh, Jack used to come in there. So I, I had met him. I'm sure he doesn't remember. Wow. Wow. Now the, you talk about bars in Oakland. Oakland is a section of Pittsburgh where the university of Pittsburgh right, is. Yeah. Uh, the, the O Hemingways were bars. Right. These all are, on that same all block. All on that same block. That was well, the that picture I sent you recently. Yeah. I didn't put it on Twitter, but I'm yeah. going to put it in my book of me and Mel Blunt. Oh, man. And Mel, Mel used to come into my bar all the time. And I got to actually know Mel fairly well. Now, I've already dropped a name. I already dropped Rosie O'Donnell. I dropped Danny Nagel. I'm going to drop another name, Mel Blunt. Here we go. Uh, Mel Blunt, every Tuesday at the Funny Bone in Station Square in Pittsburgh was open mic night. All us locals sold out every night. This is the comedy craze of the early 90s. Mel Blunt came every week. 
distinct cowboy hat. Right? Oh, yeah. Always has the cowboy hat Always. on. Yeah. Could not have been a nicer guy. Yeah. Would come up and request bits for us to do that he'd already seen. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is number 47. You yeah. know, four-time Super Bowl champ, one of the greatest. You know, I, And he was like no, no, a fan. No. The, the greatest. greatest cornerback of all time. There you go. The greatest. You're right. The size. Back. They changed They changed the rules because of Mel. Yeah. And by the way, back then, corners had the tackle. They did. Yeah. Right. Deion Sanders never had a tackle. You know what didn't you know what Deion Sanders' quote was? He had Christian Okoye, the Nigerian nightmare, running at him. And Deion's in the secondary. And Deion, the greatest quote ever, he goes, I see Christian Okoye running at me. That's a business decision. <laughs> he realized I'm yeah. gonna let him go. I'm yeah. not gonna tell yeah. That is a business decision. Mel made some different business decisions. Yeah, exactly. Decisions. Right. All right. So uh, listen, uh last night was the uh the Sunday night football game. Look, I I I did okay yesterday. My favorite prop bet last night on that game was uh, the the uh, the Niners to score over 12 and a half points in the first half. They scored 21. How did the book do last night? That was a, a busy. It was packed in here last night. Yeah, that that game wasn't so good. But yeah. you know, when I, I talked to Michael Gaughan like 15 minutes ago, and I, he said, "Wow, you must have really taken a lot of cowboy money at the end," which we did because we were <laughs> we were flooded all week on Niner money. Yeah. But at the end, I mean, uh, a lot of the wise guys came in. They loved the Cowboys. I never had to move the number. Just left left it at three and a half. Nice. They took the money line, the three and a half, and uh, we wound up we wound up with a pretty good day. And I've heard around town some of the guys didn't do so well, but we wound up we had a great Saturday and a great Sunday. And how do people bet the Steelers here? They're they're heavy action on the Steelers a lot. <laughs> Frank, when they're winning, yeah. yes. When they're not winning, no. I mean, yesterday yeah. going into that game, you'd think the Steelers were zero four. <laughs> you know, you really would. They played like it in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know. And like even during the game, I'm I'm listening to the broadcast and saying. Well, the Ravens, you know, if they, it's almost like when they beat the Steelers. But they were saying if yeah. they'll be they'll be three and zero on the road against all their division all the opponents. Right. It exactly. was like they you know they already had it penciled in, and Steelers, yeah. you know, first forty five minutes or more Oof. didn't look very good. But that defense really came to play the second half. You know, and Frank, I talked talked to you beforehand, and this goes for all football, but right. this really comes true for the Steelers this year particularly. Football games can turn on a big play. Yep. And who makes big plays is the great athletes. The Steelers have a couple, not, not a lot. Yeah. But they, they have Pickett. They have, uh, uh, you know, uh, TJ Watt. Highsmith. Yeah. yeah Highsmith. You know, when uh, Hayward comes back, yeah. they got Minka. Yeah. So they have a couple of guys that could make big plays. And if the defense can hold them in, they, they can win a lot of games. Yeah. You know, if they, you know, go back to the Niner game. And, uh, well, I mean, but you know what? Now it doesn't look horrible because well, the Niners are are unbelievable right now. Clearly the best team in the NFL, Clicking period. On every cylinder clearly, right now. Yeah. And they manhandled us, but they man, they're manhandling everybody. They manhandle everybody. So that's fine. All right, let's talk about tonight now. By the way, uh, we're, we're only five five and a half miles from the stadium, Allegiant Stadium, where right. the Super Bowl will be played. Do you know the ad? Is anyone aware? Uh, Ryan, not Eric. Ryan, do you know the address of Allegiant Stadium? I looked this up. I do not know it, but I can look it it's up. It's 333. Al Davis way. Oh, really? Three, 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 four threes. And I realize that's how many Super Bowls they've won. I don't know. Ah. Maybe do they have to change the address if they ever won a fourth? Will it be four, 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 four? I don't know. But, well, we'd have a ways to wait. I think, yeah, before right. We have a ways to wait. So anyway, tonight <laughs> it is the Las Vegas Raiders. I have yet to make a mistake on that name. Las Vegas Raiders tonight, Green Bay Packers. I've seen a ton of cheeseheads walking around oh, South Point. I, I pulled into Valet this morning, yeah. you know, right about nine o'clock. And I always talk to Wade. He's the guy. You know, okay. And Wade says, we are so busy this morning. There are so many Green Bay people here. And, of course, it is a holiday weekend, too. Oh, yeah. You know, it is Columbus Day. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of people in. But I think it's one of those things you're going to expect pretty much forever. 
with uh, the Raiders here in Las Vegas, such a destination. And I got to say, I've been doing this. I've been here. Well, I got here in 79. Wisconsin people mm-hmm. really travel to Vegas a lot, whether it's, you know, the Badgers or Green Bay. Right. Uh, I haven't seen it so much with the Bucks yet, right. but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's an easy answer. Would you want to be in Wisconsin in uh, the winter? Whenever? No. When, no, no, no. Oh, did you hear the people log off on on YouTube right now in Wisconsin? Come back, please. I love Milwaukee. I played Milwaukee. Milwaukee has a magic bar that you have to know the password to get in, or they make you do something silly, and everyone in the bar watches you on TVs. It's called the Safe House, one of the best bars in America. Anyway, so tonight let's talk about the game. Right, minus two and a half. Uh, Packers over 45 and a half games right down the street. Well, we opened the Packers a two point favorite. Okay. Well, we didn't know about Garoppolo. We we thought Garoppolo was going to be out. Okay. Since he's come in, uh, we moved it quickly to the Raiders one. Okay. Because they laid me the one, they laid me the one and a half, they laid me the two. So I'm at two and a half now. And, uh, you know, it looks like I'll be rooting for the Packers. So all these Wisconsin people that come come up to the counter with money and <laughs> bet on your Packers. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't you know? We'll make a nice bet. Uh, there's some uh, some good props out there tonight. I really like, here's my favorite prop of the night. You can, bet, you can come down to the South Point. We have tons of props. Pick yourself up a sheet. I already like this one a lot. Touchdown scored in the game by the Packers over two and a half. Jordan Love's playing well. They got, they got, they got Watson. I mean, this is the Packers. Monday night football, they always play well. Over two and a half touchdowns, that's what I'm liking. That's what we got. Come yeah. on. The counter's right over there. The count- by the way. I will, yeah. You can yeah. watch me as we yeah. roll the credits uh, with Ryan and and, Jane and and Ann and and Sean who work on the show. It doesn't take long. I'll walk right over there. I'm going to make that bet tonight. That is the prop that I like. Okay. Um, let's talk about some lines for this week, possibly. You want to okay. talk about some upcoming sure. lines? Uh, one, that, one I want to talk to you about and ask you about is the Ravens line right now. Uh, the Ravens are traveling to London, and uh, where's the line? Why can't I find it? They're playing um, the first game on Sunday. First they're, game on Sunday, right? Who are they playing what, again? They're playing uh, the Titans. The Titans, right? So mm-hmm. um, we learned. Now we learned, like watching yesterday, the Jacksonville Buffalo game. Buffalo was five and a half point favorites, and I mean, I, you, Jacksonville had been there. They had been acclimated to the time change. They were in London. They were used to the food, the hotel. Buffalo comes in, kind of sleepwalks. Uh, did that affect the line for the for the Ravens and and the Titans? How do you how do you do that? Well, it affected it because when the Ravens the last time they played in London, they went in like on Friday. Yeah, right. And we're not. At, I mean, they they were like half asleep during the first half. Yeah. This time they they flew today. Yeah, right. To That's get what I saw. They were going there all week. Yeah, and I I don't know what Buffalo was thinking. I really don't. But we were at five and a half, and we were flooded on Buffalo money, and. uh well, I didn't make it in for 6.30, but I was on the phone, and I said, <laughs> do not go to 6. Right. Just let them lay it. I mean, I, it, listen, every once in a while, I, I, I get something right. And right. yesterday was one of those. I said, you know, this, this is crazy. You know, I don't, I don't know why Buffalo did what they did, right. but we are definitely going to go in needing Jacksonville, and I'm fine with that. Wow, nice. Um, when, uh, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, the 49ers, okay, obviously they, they slaughtered Dallas last night. They're opening up. I see them right now as minus five against the Browns. Do you anticipate this moving? Because right now, everyone's thinking, oh, come on, the Niners. They can destroy yeah. everybody. That's an interesting line to look at, minus five. Well, I'm at five and a half. Oh, five uh, and a half. Yeah, I went no. to five and a half. Okay. But I got to tell you, let, let, you know, as great as the Niners looked yesterday, and like we, we say all the time here, nobody's as good or as bad as they looked last week. I got to tell you, too, if you if you playing momentum, right? you play it in college football, you'll probably do okay. You play it in the NFL, you're going to get killed. 
So the 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 Browns have had an extra week off. Yeah. Their defense is really good. One of the best in the NFL. I still kind of like the Niners. I yeah. got to tell you, they yeah. just they they really have everything going for them right now. I think the five and a half is a little bit cheap. I thought this had to be at least six, maybe right. even six and a half or seven. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But don't underestimate. You know, uh, listen, it's the NFL. Crazy, yeah. crazy Any things happen Sunday. every Any week. Um, every week. All right, yeah. let's talk about nailed it or failed it. You had mentioned that you nailed the line on the Buffalo line, leaving yeah. it at five and a half. You told them not to go to six. Nailed it or failed it. I can tell you where I failed yesterday. We, I'll start with one of my fails. Okay. I thought Chiefs-Minnesota was, was going to be 52 and a half. I took the over. It was 27-20 with about 13 minutes to go, right? <laughs> All I need is one touchdown, and there's, it turns out there's two or three opportunities for either team to score. And then a lot of people are complaining online on social media that the Vikings kind of got hosed at the end with the uh, pass interference non-call, uh, legal hands to the face on one of their linemen on that play. And then the Chiefs guy took his helmet off. That should have been a 15-yard penalty. That's a dead ball foul. Wouldn't have mattered. But uh, that's one that I really needed because I had him in a parlay with the Niners, and it would have hit. It would have been nice. But I failed that one. So what about you, Nailed Failed? Well, I'll tell you one I really failed on. I loved the Commanders on Thursday night. And- <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's Ryan I, Steve wow, Bears. was I wrong, man! I, I mean, I think I, that, that that was ridiculous. That, I mean, Washington just came out sleepwalking. Yeah, they didn't show up, and the Bears now two games in a row. Now the game, the Bears have played very good football. Yeah, they have mostly because of Fields, you yeah. know. So they, but but beyond that, they you know finally they got some things clicking, and I had heard uh, just just some guys that I read says you know the Bears. They're probably not as bad as they look things are getting a little bit better and i kind of ignored that you know yeah. i really i like the commanders coming in again <laughs> that's funny yeah. uh my wife i don't know if she's listening right now but she she had the bears she loved the bear and you know we have friends over at the westgate those okay. guys are my good friends yeah. my, my wife put in she opened her account there when we moved to vegas okay six years ago right she has never had to add money Wow. And I always kid those guys. You guys are some of the sharpest bookmakers in time. You can't beat my wife. (laughs) I love that. All right. And by the way, she doesn't ask me for picks. She's on her own. They know what they're doing. I'm telling you. Yeah. The girlfriends, they know what they're doing. Uh, All right. So what uh, what game do you see might move the most? What line do you think uh, could change the most during the course of the week? Is there anything... That jumps out right now, or yeah, I, I think the Falcons line is a little bit low. They they are playing the Commanders, and I think the Falcons, you know, Ritter. Uh, Everyone was down on him, and then I, yesterday you know, he plays this I amazing know. game. Yeah, well, he's had some good moments. I, I'm not crazy about the guy, but he's had some good moments, and I think the Commanders, you know, really, uh, you know, they're they're missing on a lot of things. Um, other than that, I think the lines are probably fairly good. But the one that I would say too. I think the Rams are like this close to getting it together, and, yeah, and the Cardinals they played had, Philly tough. They played, they, Philly, they tough. played Philly really yeah. tough. Uh, I, I didn't want to put that on my failed it because I, I really liked the Rams yesterday. I yeah. liked them a lot, and I thought they would really uh, play play the Rams tough. But I think the Rams come out this week and take it to a Cardinal team that I think they're going to regress kind of to where we thought they were. Yeah. We had them originally as the worst team in the yeah, league. I know everyone did, right? And, every, yeah. Including me. Yeah. Uh, that. I don't know if they are or not. Right. But uh, is New England the worst team in the league? Anyway, we'll get to I that was, a little bit later. I was just going to say, look, yeah. Josh Dobbs, who was a Steeler drafted, yeah. he's, he's for a guy that came in like the week before the season started. Right. I mean, he's been doing well, but the Patriots, wow. Yeah, but anyway, I think I think that line has a chance to go up because I think I think the Rams are probably the right side in that game. I think they're they're starting to get it together. 
I think we we forgot how good of a, a coach McVeigh was. He, you know, we really exactly. Did. And Stafford, yeah. Stafford has a lot to prove this year, right? Yeah. Coming back after the injury, and Cups coming back. You I know, got Cooper Cup. I mean, that guy. I was there actually. I was at the game against Seattle at the Coliseum, and uh, when he tore his knee, I remember oh, it really? happened right in front of us. Really? You know, buddy. And my buddy had him on his fantasy mm. team. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, you know, they carted him off. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's maybe the last we hear of this guy, right? And then he comes back after the surgery and has one of the greatest seasons ever by a world. Yeah, well, by, it, by it was banged up this year, too. But he came yeah. back, he played yesterday. And I think, you know, he's he's got to be a guy that would help that team. So I, th- I kind of like the Rams a little bit this week. All right. Well, and Ryan, how, point, yeah, Ryan, what's to that? To that point, Sean McVay is 12-2 and two versus the Cardinals. Wow, Really? Really? Wow. And, and the thing about Sean McVay is I love about Sean McVay is he can recall every, he has like a photographic memory, very Rain Man-like. He can tell you if you say, uh, okay, four years ago, a game against Seattle, uh, third and short on the 20, what, what play did you run? And he can do it. He can recall wow. it and do it. It's unbelievable. And you like your Bears this week, Ryan? Uh, I don't like my Bears any week of the year season. <laughs> but, um... Well, the Steelers, obviously my team, Chris's team, they are off, and they come back against the Rams after a bye week. Yeah, We're in first place, man, three and two. <laughs> I'm going to say it as much as possible. We're in first place by record of uh, the, the division record. The Steelers, I, you know, uh, they can adjust some things. Uh, Matt Canada, he had nothing to do with yesterday's win. Um, and you saw, we were talking about this before the show. There's actually the shot of the booth of the offense. Yeah. You saw that, right? Oh, yeah. When Pickett scores a touchdown, they're yeah. all cheering, and he's just like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, because here's. Did he call the play, or did he? Can he shake it off? And I I don't know. Because here's the thing. I always, you know, I, I love to watch Dateline. You know, and Keith they, Morrison, the, the guy murdered his wife. Yeah. He didn't act right. He didn't. Act, you know, his wife's dead. When he, you're, you know, you got some cop who's telling you <laughs> that he didn't act. Right. Yeah. So I, I hate the judge just by his reaction. But that did not look good. It didn't look good at all. It did, no, it did not. My God. And he knows that camera's right there. You know the NFL oh, loves having those oh, there? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, he didn't look happy. I mean, you know, Pickett says he didn't call it off. Right. You know, and that, He can't yeah. say it. Even if he yeah, did, he can't I, say yeah. like, yeah, I don't need an offensive coordinator. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I think that's going to be one of those mysteries we'll probably find out at some point. But the the good news, bad news, great news is we Steelers won the game. Right. Bad news is there's no way they're firing Canada now. <laughs> no, then we thought maybe during the break. Place, yeah, you know, right. it's not going to happen. Well, I got good news, bad news as well. Good news is we just finished our first show of Punchlines with Frank Nicotero, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Bad news is, yeah, we're almost out of time. Listen, I just want to thank the crew, everybody, for having us. I had a great time. Thanks to Denny Nagel. And I urge everyone who's watching, I hope a lot of friends in Pittsburgh are watching live. Share this link on social media. Hit the subscribe button. I know they do this on subscribe, TikTok. Subscribe, subscribe. Hit the subscribe yeah. button. We want to see it. We want to let's let's pump it up. Pump up the numbers. Make sure you stick around. We, we have other great shows. We got Jeff and Vinny coming in in a couple hours for Monday Night Football for Sports by the Book. Those guys are fantastic. Do a great job. I know things are going to pick up out here soon. We got two. We got playoff baseball. We got Monday Night Football. I had a blast. Uh, first episode. Please share it with your friends. We'll be back tomorrow at high noon. This desert ain't big enough for the both of us, but it's big enough for all of us because guess what? It's on YouTube. So thank you for watching. I'm Frank Nicotero. We'll see you tomorrow. High noon Pacific time right here on YouTube, South Point Studios.